well, we are rounding the corner to another Valentine's Day where we're both alone. <laughs> Thank God we have our TV I know. and each other. We, we do have um, we do have some good good. So uh, we're not totally couples. alone. We've got Meredith. We've got we've got, we've got Derek. We've, we've got, got Jeff. <laughs> really, we have Jeff. Um, um, but yeah, um, I guess we can just. You want to get started? Let's just get started, yeah. All right. Talking about their favorite themes on silver screen. They'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler free? It's time for single best scene. Hi. Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. Welcome to Single Best Scene. This week we're giving you a Valentine's special. insert claps here (laughs) all right Sophie this is like my dream podcast we just get to sit around and talk about couples we love couples we love to hate or couples we hate to love if we ever do a spinoff it can just be about relationships on tv (laughs) I love them so much so we um came up with we did this list together for our listeners and came up with couples that we love couples that we want to happen we came up with our little own category um, and then some shows that we have differing opinions on. So let's just start at the top. Do you want to take the first mm-hmm. couple or do you want me to? You should go ahead and take them. So the first couple on our list is the late Mark and Lexi from Grey's Anatomy. Ugh, RIP. RIP to both of them. They had one of the purest in my opinion for Mark Sloan and Lexi for Mark Mm. Sloan really purest relationships on that show and really helped it get through some bumpy awkward awkward moments yeah I Um, agree the fact that when they died they were not actually together will haunt me until I die forever like I think about it 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 literally haunts me like Like, I I can picture them right now under that fucking airplane wing her under the airplane him being like I love you and her saying I love you dying and him oh my gosh and like I can just picture her I think the moment that like sticks out to me the most is whenever it's before the airplane one and he's dating someone else and she like tells him he loves her and then just like walks away and you're like follow her like do something like love her back like there are proclamations of love on Grey's Anatomy yeah perfect but that that is a couple that sticks with me and is worth Mm -hmm. a rewatch especially in Yes. I mean, not my personal favorite seasons of Grey's. I don't think particularly strong ones, but still good. All right. So if you want to take yeah, the next no. one. So great. We'll um, chat yeah, about it. Next, we've got Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love them um, so much. They not only what I mean, at the beginning, you know, it's like there's always going to be some sort at the beginning of the show. There's always like, mm-hmm. okay, well, who are they going to try and set up? And initially I was like, oh, my God, because clearly Amy was the lead female and Blake or um, Jake was the lead male. And I was like, oh, God, like these two make no sense together. Like, I don't really want to see them like I don't want to see this happen. So I don't know if they're going to introduce other characters or what the deal is. But like no show has ever like won me over for like a relationship. I completely agree. In my life. I wasn't watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for like the romance of it all. Like it was just kind of like right. a fun no, 30 minute comedy. comedy. Yeah. Um, but there was a moment where I was like, holy shit, am I shipping them? Like, do I want them together? Yeah. Like, do I? Because also going into the show, I didn't really like Amy at the beginning. And mm-hmm. 
I grew to love her obviously, but like when they started having kind of flirty moments towards the end and like the under, like the stakeout that they did together. And he like yeah. threw that one bet or whatever to, mm-hmm. so that she won. I was like, holy shit, I want them together. And yeah, we fell in love with Amy at the same time. Like Jake, Jake was. Yes. Which was I brilliant. <laughs> love when shows do that. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it was perfect. And I also think that Brooklyn Nine-Nine has done a great job of not ruining the show by getting mm-hmm. them together. Like, in, and the show didn't become about their relationship. Like, they really managed the balance better than any other show I can think of, of having two leads get together in a permanent way and it really not affecting the plot that much somehow, which is totally wild. I know it's a... Uh, like a, um, like a sitcom it's a sitcom it's a, a procedural that word? procedural procedural it's a procedural which helps a lot but like uh-huh. still they, they do a lot about their personal lives it's not like law and order svu where it's like a horrible case every week that they focus on like there's a lot of personal stuff with all these characters and they still manage to keep it really enjoyable to watch really fun to watch them they didn't mm-hmm. have to be like you know, every episode wasn't just like a, a couple's fight or whatever, or revolving around them and their drama. And they really didn't, ha- they had like a reasonable amount of drama, but not, you know, they didn't mind that relationship for drama Mm-mm. like most other shows do. And even often I would watch them and think like, oh my God, like they're actually like modeling good relationship stuff right now, which is also something we rarely see on TV. I agree. And this couple's not on our list, but it's by the same creator that did Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is Leslie and Ben from Parks and Rec who I also love but it's like they they do a really good job of being like our jobs are number one our friendships are number two and our relationships are number three in terms of story so like the couple problems that they get like physical couple problems that Mm -hmm. they get um or I guess not literal couple problems relationship problems that they get are not make or break the relationship where teen dramas and soap operas and stuff like that give them like selling the hotel like they give them these things that's like how do you come back for whereas like with Jake and Amy it's like I can't believe you didn't like remember to go to the grocery store like I'm mad at you for an hour there was never a problem that was presented that made us think they were gonna break up yeah and you're sort of there together and that's that's it (laughs) and like that's just like a constant of the show so it was like when they were getting married like there was obviously turmoil like there was like struggles to get them married but like played Uh for comedy not played for drama yeah I think that's the difference yeah 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 which makes a big difference sometimes we just have to talk around our point until we hit it (laughs) yeah we get there eventually (laughs) get there eventually um the next couple on our list is David and Patrick another Mm. 30 minute love story that just holy shit when I I could cry thinking about it I mean they have have the best like OMG like moments where you can like re-watch that scene over and over again and Uh every time be like teary-eyed I completely agree that there's something about just like the pure chemistry between the two of them and like true love that you feel and I think that that's part built in the fabric of the show right Mm -hmm. so like Shits Creek is a place that's just like a happy environment and it doesn't have any of this you know societal stuff that we have and so I think then when you put a romantic relationship in it it's just like heart like your heart flutters all the time yeah oh I just love it so much and they had one of my favorite like slash funniest slash I was crying when moments when and I know we talked about this on the Shits Creek podcast um, so far, every show we've, or except for Grace, we can listen to us gab about them for more than a few minutes. But 
um whenever his ex comes to town and he like talks to her he talks to her and whatever she goes away and him and David have like their little break I would say like Mm -hmm. a few episode break that his whole like I didn't know I could feel this way like I thought I loved her but like I love the way I love you is so different so different yeah it was the most beautiful thing outside of a Downton Abbey special I mean it truly was like (laughs) quoted quoted them to themselves it really was was. um and their wedding yeah they did a really good job the writer's job of um having us as viewers take Patrick and David super seriously while not losing the comedy from them you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like even the the scene where well even like that setup right the breakup where Patrick was then apologizing to David and sending him gifts like he sent like it David was like holding out for more gifts yeah yeah (laughs) and like when Patrick first says I love you and he does it in like literally the most perfect way on earth which was like in the middle of an errand like situation and and Patrick like or um and David you know can't cope very well and like the whole thing is mined for comedy but not lost the essence of like oh this is such an important moment for them and like this is really earnest and Patrick really like he just felt this face so he said it mm-hmm. um yeah they just did such a brilliant job with their relationship I think one of my favorite parts about Patrick especially is he played such a foil to the Rose family in terms of being like a normal hard-working yeah. guy so who's like mm-hmm. just such a straight man in their relationship so that it um his like number one personality trait ended up being loyalty and like this devotion yeah. to David and the family that it was like he could be mad at you or like whatever but like he's not gonna break up with you because you like peed the bed he's gonna like it's like a yeah. it's like a undying love type of thing right? yes. so where it's like unbreakable their bond was just kind of unbreakable and I don't really know how that was written like I don't know how you write a personality trait where their number one characters are like loyalty and love. loyalty <laughs> like, I just like don't know how that got across but it did I mean must be good casting that's gotta help yeah you know good casting great writing good acting yeah. I mean I think it's probably all of that <laughs> award-winning <laughs> some would say award-winning some, <laughs> some like the critics and the emmys <laughs> um okay the next couple we have is jeff and erica from the goldbergs so jeff and erica were a little late to the goldbergs um show um they don't get together until what four i think three four season five? four because I think season two he's in love with her season three she's in love with him he's in love with him they like and then, and kind of hook up once or twice at the end of three and mm-hmm. then they get together for yeah. real in four it's um, crazy that they haven't been together that long and they are the entire show to me I know and I agree <laughs> they are they're they're very sweet Jeff is a star and I do think maybe we give a lot of credit to them as a couple because Jeff is fabulous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh but yeah they're just a really fun couple and I don't know do you have anything else to say about them I do a little bit only because I thought it was really fun the way they had them get together because it was believable to me that he would be in love with like Barry's older sister who like didn't really give him a second chance but then yeah. what I actually liked is that the writers made her work for him so that they mm-hmm. started on equal playing field when they got yes. together so like yes mm-hmm. in their relationship Jeff is like weaker and like doesn't have as much as a backbone when it comes to like decisions and he kind of like there's a whole episode mm-hmm. He's like that the I think beta. Is, <laughs> is called like Jeff's a pushover you know what I mean like there's an entire yeah. episode where he like asks 
how to not get walked all over by Erica. But I think because we watched her hurt for him for so long, it, it works. Like, I don't ever feel like he's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, Erica, be nicer to him. But like when he yelled at them all at the dinner and then was like, but like, I want to be a part of this family. Like, I don't know. I think the way he wants to be a part of the family is like what everybody wants who has a big family. It's like, you want someone to become in and be able to handle how fucking crazy your family is. And this is like a model that it could happen. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Um, speaking of, of crazy families next up on our list, we have Betty and Jughead from Riverdale. Um, another couple that we have talked about at length on our Riverdale podcast, but we felt it was necessary to include them because I think Sophie and I might both agree that they're about 65 to 70% of the reason we both still watch the show. Oh, 100%. They're 100 percent the reason that you still want. <laughs> and it's the only reason. We are. We I are. Mean, the show makes no sense otherwise. <laughs> like, we are if recording. You, if you start to look at the plot, you definitely <laughs> would not watch the fucking show. Uh, we are currently recording as without watching season five, so we do not know. Yes, they are still together, and where we are watching it, so we do not know what happens past the season four finale. Um, they are another couple that when they like the writers can't even realistically write them apart. They've written them so closely together. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the episode where they did the musical and they had Archie and Betty kiss. I am someone who's not against Betty and Archie. I am like a true loyal, like loyalist when it comes to relationships. So like if they're like, because she thought that Archie was cute at the beginning of season one, like I want them to eventually hook up like at least once. Oh yeah. But when they did it, I was like, this doesn't even make sense because you're giving, they had a fight and now she's running to Archie. Like Betty would never do that. It's like, anytime they're not together, it feels out of character for both of them. They've made the other person a necessary like character. They're way too codependent. Mm -hmm. Like, which like is, and we, did we talk about this on the Riverdale podcast or did we talk about this in real life? Because I feel like we've had this exact same conversation like 45 times, but I'm down to have it again. Let's go. Where what are the odds that everybody's listed to both? <laughs> <laughs> We're in echo chamber. Um, but the way that they writ, writ, have written Betty and Jughead, we do not root for them anymore when they're apart. They overcommitted on their mm-hmm. relationship. Like the writers overcommitted on them being together. So they just need to, for the love of fucking God, stop fighting it and just let them be a stable couple in this show. Would it kill them? No. They yeah. just need to stop trying to like pick them apart. If you want to have Veronica and Archie have issues, fine. They're That's full believable. Of issues. Highly believable. Their relationship makes no fucking sense at all. But Betty and Jughead, <laughs> like, and what I love about Betty and Jughead is like, they actually work, like progress, like proactively work together on things. Mm-hmm. So their relationship dynamic is tested all the time because they're always like fucking sleuthing together or plotting right. or whatever. And so like, they well, have they don't try to working fix things for the other. Like when, when I will never get, I I think I texted you in all caps and this would have been years ago, but whenever Archie's dad got shot and Veronica's gut instinct was to have sex with him in the shower. I was like, this is not a couple that will last. Like, I know she said in game, but like, you have to be able to have (laughs) conversations with your partner about hard stuff. You can't just like fuck them into submission. Like his dad is dying. Your gut reaction should not be keeping your pearls on and fucking him in the shower. Betty would have never done that. Like it's just no. 
who would have? <laughs> it's just like they're doing like gymnastics to try to keep Betty and Jughead apart anytime they're not together. Like it, it legitimately doesn't make sense. Right. Like it, it genuinely doesn't. Every time they break up, I'm always thinking that's a dumb reason. Like she's yeah, too close to no. the serpents. Like you dumping her doesn't make her like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like she just stripped and became a serpent. I thought. So like, why did you wait till after initiation to kick her, to break up with her? Like, <laughs> Are you joking? She did what you did. She she, she did what you wanted too, too well. well. Yeah, like it was you're, like what? I was so confused by that one that breakup. It was sad and like I did like love it, but it was what? I mean, it made no sense. But anyway, yeah. So I hope and I don't know how many more seasons that those poor actors are going to have to act in, but um no matter what happens with the Riverdale, I'm going to need them to just stop fucking with this couple because they're the cornerstone of this show and um, they are adorable. Of course, lest we forget to mention that um, the actors did actually mm-hmm. date for a good chunk of um, the seasons where they were together. So, yeah. and some where they were broken up. I but, think that that um, helps sell the chemistry when the person's uncomfortable in a Because so like, um, I don't think we're talking about this um oh we are talking about it later so I'll save my point until our the couples we disagree with I'll remember um but I was what was I gonna say uh they were actors it helps their chemistry because they actually loved each other in real life which we love that yeah what I know what I was gonna say was actually when you made the comment about like how long these actors are going to be stuck in this contract I really feel like Riverdale is like the new gossip girl where you can like tell yes. they hate the show they're on while it's happening they hate and it's it so uncomfortable much. like they will be asked about the show <laughs> until they die and like they have no um humility about it at all no like it seems like an inconvenience when they're doing press to get people to watch their show when they make tons like I'm not whatever. when they're when it they're just, on a press tour for the, the show. show they just seem like they hate it <laughs> I feel so bad for like young kids and we'll like, like reveal I mean, spoilers and be like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he was cold. So he's not actually dead. Mm-hmm. Cold just wouldn't no. shoot. But yeah, I, I did, like, I did love them together. Yeah. Did? Like, did? Cool. 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 Not do? Did? I just, I feel bad for like young fans of the show because it would be so frustrating because at least Gossip Girl, while it was happening, we didn't know how much they hated the show right. when they would do press and stuff. But now it's like almost comical. But like, it would really <laughs> bother me if the show that I like devoted like fan pages to and like, Mm-hmm. did all the stuff like I could tell in interviews they like thought the show was stupid like that would bother me as a fan I would be like can you just yeah. like fucking like I love it so can't you love it <laughs> I mean you're in it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean like the gossip girl you cash the paychecks people- for it <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I mean <laughs> I just want you to like seriously pretend to like it for 15 minutes on entertainment you tonight. to like it yeah um yeah it's the Riverdale people need to sit down and chill out because they do not have it nearly as bad as the, as the Gossip Girl characters did ever. So they can just yeah take a breath. Like the Gossip Girl characters like couldn't function as people anymore. Like, and they shot in New York City. What a fucking right. annoyance. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that. Don't, or don't worry, guys. We'll get to, we'll Gossip, talk Girl. to Gossip Girl. We'll don't you worry. Okay, but, yeah. Let's just, let's move on. Let's, let's, let's yeah. we, we don't, we can talk for, about Riverdale, obviously, for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Unedited. Good and 45 half. minutes. <laughs> we just put out the edited version for y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, our uncut episodes are something literally no one has ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> 
I always <laughs> joked before we started a podcast, our actual podcast would be edit that out because we just say <laughs> too Everything. much. Too much. Um, I know it's technically your turn to start, but the next couple is maybe my favorite on the list. Right, go for it. Um, Logan and Veronica from Veronica Mars. Holy shit. Mm. A couple with chemistry, a couple with heart, Mm -hmm. a couple that spoiler ended tragically and technically could fall under our later category because they killed off Logan in the finale. Um, I loved that couple so much. The, mm-hmm. I mean, easy to just, root for. They were very, well, yeah. And like, he really did have like a bad boy turned good boy because of her storyline. And they did a mm-hmm. really good job of like breaking them up for real reasons. And yeah. um, it wasn't a happy show. So it didn't make sense to have like a happy relationship. But I just like always wanted them together when I watched this show. Like it was, it was um, the chemistry between the two characters is why they're like on my top 10 favorite list of all, like of all time. And I tell everybody to watch Veronica Mars because it, it actually kind of holds up for a show yeah, that that's good. was on in 2005, yeah. four. Yeah, I haven't seen it since back way back when. Yeah. Um, our, our next show, our next couple is Annie and Max from Flight Attendant, which is, of course, newer than the opposite mm-hmm. of Veronica Mars. Came out yeah. Um, And Annie and Max is, uh, Zosha Mamet is, plays Annie. So this is the lawyer and her boyfriend, who is a cybersecurity guy, I yeah, think. Yeah, he kind Whatever. of just seems like a coder. A coder or a... What's Hacker? The Hacker is probably Hacker. Right. I think maybe that's what they wanted us to believe, but whatever. Um. Anyway, they were just, again, easy to root for, but also still funny because, you know, Annie was like, we're not dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, repeatedly. Max- and he was possessed. like, well, like my stuff is here. Yeah, like I, I live here. So I live here. Like I love you. So we're dating. No. <laughs> Still no. Um, Max also possessed the quality that you kind of want in a boyfriend, which is like he spent his his entire storyline was helping her best friend. So it's right. like he loved her so much that he put up with her like alcoholic best friend who might have murdered someone in which is another country. All any of us are hoping for is that our best friend chooses someone who will put up with us <laughs> yeah it's like that's all like that's like the the like a lowest i'm like he didn't have to be cute didn't have to be rich didn't have to be any of these things no. but like can he handle me when i'm annoying and drunk and like screaming at you or whenever i'm like just right. upset like can he handle me will you showing help up at your me house? blackout find a soft pretzel yeah, yeah. please <laughs> and like not be mad and yell at me about it like will you just go with flow not be mad right just be like oh yeah no no i got you <laughs> let's mm-hmm. go <laughs> Uh, love it yeah like he possessed that quality which they sold really yes. well in like three episodes yeah, they weren't in it all totally. that much I was sold on him pretty immediately he was oh great. the first and time I'm so he was glad he screen. didn't die really thought he was gonna die like 100% really thought, thought that guy was dead. dead like I think I even stopped watching for the night because I was like well <laughs> he died and so I, just, I guess I'll <laughs> I did the same thing I like got to that episode I was like well this now seems like a good stopping point. It's a rough 9 p.m. I should probably uh, turn in for the night. And it's like I got watched 10 hours of admin. Um, next on our list is another couple that is dating in real life and I think helps sell the shit out of their show. John B. and Sarah from Outer Banks. The hottest teens in North Carolina, South Carolina, where are North they? North Carolina. 
a Carolina. <laughs> they have the whole like wrong side of the tracks, rich girl. Yes. We shouldn't be together, but we are, but we're high school. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets mm-hmm. to weigh in on our relationship. Mm-hmm. But like, I kind of live with your dad <laughs> vibe. But, like like I'm lo- technically your brother now. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Um, we're just like slowly I... fighting injustices in our small North Carolina town <laughs> and also hunting for treasure where somehow we all know each other, but also nobody knows us when we do bad things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one can idea us somehow. Um, what I loved about them and how they, they were written is it was another sort of low drama. Like they don't really fight about anything. The drama wasn't about that. It, it was about the murder. Like logistics, <laughs> right. The murders and the treasure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Other very serious topics. Um, I also appreciate that when um, Sarah realized she was falling for John B pretty quickly, she just straight up fucking dumped her other boyfriend. Yep. Like she was like, like, okay, well, I'm done with you. And that was it. Like there was no. (laughs) Yeah, she like didn't like fuck. No fault. She didn't like cheat on Topper for, yeah, she kind of just. Like they had that like adorable, like I loved that episode. Basically, I say. And then um she was like, Yeah, well, okay, I guess this is my new journey. (laughs) And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Topper is a part of the past, the end. Um, I also appreciate that um we we got to see them like, you know, again, a little bit like um Betty and Jughead. They have like sort of a working relationship where they're working on things together and his friends who are already working on this Mm -hmm. treasure Treasure. together just fold her in but they did go ahead and have the girls have like a girl fight moment which was not attributed to both of them being in love with John B which I was very grateful for instead had to do with like an actually be a very realistic like freshman year drama thing between these two girls um so that all did ring like remotely accurate for me and I again was glad that there was like at least not like patriarchal like overtones of that story no well and also it was Um, like a risk bringing sarah into this treasure hunt when they had realized that her dad what might have been involved it was like is she going Mm -hmm. to pick her dad or this and are we willing to bet that she's gonna pick us like those were Mm -hmm. all valid questions granted like her it was kia right it was her name can't think of what the girl's name in it was kia um like her motives might have been a little bit out of jealousy or whatever but they were rational and I think the other thing the show did because if any other teen drama would have done this you would like scream but having Mm -hmm. them like go off to the Bahamas together at the end yep of season one would have been infuriating except her dad was terrible so I was like sure go like neither one of you have parents that matter so like I'm okay with you pretending to run away you know what I mean like obviously the show's great with them pretending to run away because I know that we're gonna follow them yeah I will say So. so Dawson's Creek which I know you probably were forced to watch my house but not a huge fan of they did a big boat farewell with joey and pacey and it was like my favorite episodes of the show so hopefully we get some of those that's really interesting now that you say that um because in outlander in season three Mm -hmm. three four i don't whatever some i think it it must be three maybe it is i don't whatever some season of outlander that you have not watched yet the um two leads end up on a boat adventure 
And it is also my favorite part. Like I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it so much. Well, it's because there's nobody else to like mess up with him. So they just have to like talk to each True. other and like hook up and yeah. then like talk to each other and again. And, like, and you're like, oh, through it or the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love a pirate storyline is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Could you be shipwrecked? Sounds great. That was actually like my biggest it. complaint of Lost. I was like, when is anybody going to hook up? Y'all are all trapped on this island. Seriously. Don't give me another polar bear. Have sex with each other. Do something. <laughs> less wild animals, more. Less, yeah. Less numbers and underground. That show confused me so bad. I quit watching it, but. I never tried. Um, okay. So next we have, of course, Chuck and Blair from Gossip Girl. Of course, big asterisk. This couple has a lot of issues. We're all fully aware. You can listen to our two-hour podcast about it if you want to hear more. We're not going to go into that. What I, why I was convinced to pick Chuck and Blair on the list though, is that they had the best character growth of Mm -hmm. any characters like on TV, like as individuals and as a couple, which is key. Um, and they were so written for each other. Like they could never be with anybody else, not as deep in the weeds as Betty and Jughead were because like Blair did <laughs> date other people and it was like mildly. She believable. married someone. <laughs> she married someone else. Um, and again, that was believable. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that the two of them matured I think is what makes their relationship something everyone really obsesses over because they both came so far as -hmm. individuals. Obviously like Chuck was a real full piece of shit at the beginning. And Blair honestly also was like super childish. I mean, her whole like ultimatum bullshit about like saying, I love you and her insecurities after like a week. Right. Was also like really immature. So they were both super mature in different ways, but like, as people do like and they did like over five six years whatever like really really grew a lot and were became better partners for each other which was so nice to see and yeah I mean they've got to be one of the most talked about tv couples of all time so we couldn't skip them on the list (laughs) we talk we talk about them all the time whether we're recording or not I agree with everything you say I think um one of the things they did, which was like, f- is frustrating in the moment when you just want them to get together, but is nice in hindsight is making them kind of re- reach their own potential without the other one while they were still mm-hmm. like, like whatever in season six, they weren't dating anybody else. They were still essentially in a relationship. They just weren't getting any of the benefits. Um, yeah. it, it at least sold us as a couple that they would stay together. Right. Cause they did this yeah. individual stuff and like Mm-hmm. putting Chuck in therapy and like Blair literally asking him like what did you do to become a good person like I need Lee <laughs> to do that thing that made you become a good person like what is it uh-huh. um did make kind of all of the bullshit worth it in the end and made it happy like happy for them to end up together yeah I agree and I also just loved their wedding it was perfect <laughs> they were like Central Park like on the run I um, still get so annoyed that when he proposed, he didn't take the necklace off. And so he proposed to her while it was still on her neck. So she was like, very awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> I was like, they couldn't have had him like romantically, like unclasp it and he'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then get right. down on one knee. It had it to be like, like while it was still on her neck. Much better. Yeah. I no. just, as I was watching it, I was like, take the ring off the string. Um, <laughs> the last couple on our list is a show that I've only watched like, I don't know, one eighth of, um, is Josh and Donna from the West Wing. 
I have never wanted two people to hook up more that I was told by so many people don't hook up <laughs> until like the last episode. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say on this couple because again, I only watched till season three. But the interaction where Donna is talking about how, um, I, I say this to Sophie all the time. I might actually just pull it up to read it verbatim. We can you can talk it. about. We can drop it in. Oh, let's drop it in then. Oh my god! If you search West Wing, Josh and Donna, it, the, one of the like top clue uh, guesses is fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> we need more. Look, see, I haven't written any fan fiction for Josh and Donna, but it is out there. Josh, can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Well, that was predictable. Yes. You know, we keep them on computer. Well, yeah, sure, I suppose. Except you don't know how to use a computer. Right. Josh, Josh, Josh. Yes, sir. Joshua, Josh, Josh. What the hell is happening now? You feel, I believe, because you're quite addle-minded that this job was my second choice. Hey, I'm just grateful we were your last choice. I'm going to give you a little gift right now, which you don't deserve. Uh, If you've got your old Catholic school uniform on under there, don't get me wrong, I applaud the thought. Kate, what I need is for you to stop being like you for a second. Okay. When I came back, you remember I had a bandage on my ankle? Yeah. I told you I slipped on the ice on the front walk? Yeah, you know why? Because you didn't put down the kitty litter. I was actually in a car accident. You were in a car accident? It was... Seriously, you were in an accident? It was no big deal. You told me it was a late thaw. Yes. I did. Anyway, they took me to the hospital, and I called him, and he came down to get me. And on the way, he stopped and met some friends of his for a beer. He stopped on the way to the hospital for a beer? Yes. And so I left him, (laughs) which was the point of my telling you this. I left him. So stop remembering that. What I remember is that you took me back when you had absolutely no reason to trust me again and you didn't make fun of me or him and you had every reason to. You're going to make fun of him now, aren't you? No. Because that's why I didn't tell you in the first place. I'm not going to make fun of him. Good. But just what kind of a dump kiss were you? He was supposed to meet some of his friends. He stopped on the way to tell them that he couldn't. And had a beer? Does this make you feel superior? (laughs) Yes. I have full butterflies. More better than my old boyfriend. And if you were in, I wouldn't stop for a beer. If you were in an accident, I wouldn't stop for red lights. Oh, I mean, just taking me back. I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't watching that. Sophie was playing that and I got butterflies multiple times in that little interaction. Oh, I love it so much. And also I just love how she kind of goes bigger. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, well, was, if because it's like he was doing it. I don't think I think he was doing it because he meant it, and also because he was like, I want you to know that you have someone that wouldn't yeah. stop for a beer, and mm-hmm. she kind of took the bigger swing yeah, with the sure. I wouldn't stop for red lights, which I think might be one of the most romantic non-romantic pieces of dialogue. Oh yeah, because then she sort of just like leaves the room. She's like, okay, yeah, well, um, thanks, bye. <laughs> it wasn't like sold as like they were going to then hook up or they were broken up and they were getting back together. Like it truly was sold as a friendship, like a working Mm. relationship. And so there wasn't, there was naturally sexual undertones to it because they're like two hot people on TV. But um, the fact that they made a a line of dialogue that written out is so, I mean, it's romantic, but not like mushy, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not mushy. It's like practically romantic, like in a practical sense, romantic. Mm-hmm. like factually that's it's what happened. romantic yeah I know I know I'm just saying it's not like the normal like sweeping 
yeah, yeah. grand gesture. It grand gesture of dialogue. It's just kind of like an off-handed comment that truly I still mm. have butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> it is so sweet. I need to eventually finish that fucking show. Yeah, please do so we can cover it. <laughs> so the next category that we have are it's four couples we wish we wish would have happened and one couple we still have hope for. So yeah. the first four couples, the show's already over or the characters are gone and we know it's done. The last one we're rooting for, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want to go with the first one? Um, yeah, sure. So the first one is Hot Priest and Fleabag from Fleabag. Um, so obviously they had a whole will they want they they made season two a fabulous season of TV. And um their like sexual chemistry you could like feel radiating <laughs> off the screen, which was so much. Um and yeah, just and so I'm, immediate. It was like the first time they talked, I was like, yes. what? <laughs> right. I was like, what's happening here? Am I there? <laughs> Is he talking to me? <laughs> and I was, I honestly was almost like, have they already had sex? Yeah. <laughs> like, did I miss that's it? how palpable. Like, did I miss, like, how much did we miss in this time jump? Like, I was going to make a joke about, did we miss an episode? But you missed all of season one. So you could have, I, I, I guess, hypothetically thought. season one. Yeah. That, but that, that <laughs> but was no, the I, case. I could tell he was new. But um, the, the, like, will they, won't they, but like, with the boundaries of him being a priest so you're mm-hmm. like probably not but we all still desperately wanted them to was brilliant like brilliant the fact that we were all like i know he's a priest and it's literally against the vow he took to the church to do anything mm-hmm. with you but like maybe you won't his whole life mission <laughs> yeah his entire life mission we'd the entire i feel like every single person in america just sat and was like in, in the uk and we're like mm-hmm. so when is he gonna just like break his vow like, what if he's gonna like, like go? Maybe for he it? could just break it like a little. And then when he did, I was like, oh my God, you're Catholic. Like, and then it was like guilty, but then it was like hot. I don't know. They did a really great job. <laughs> I know. Of selling all of the things. Yes, all of the things. Um, the next two couples, which are in one show, um, are Nadia and Guzman and Carla and Samu from Elite. At this point, Elite should be paying us to talk about the show. They are our paid sponsor. <laughs> great show um so both of these couples the female characters um in the relationship have left and will not be back for season four as mm-hmm. far as we know so yeah. we're kind of led to believe that they're like dead in the like water they graduated and are mm-hmm. moving on. and the boys like punched each other the day before school and now have to repeat an entire year so which seems r- ridiculous but i'm okay with it I absolutely guess. insane but i don't want a whole new cast so I'm okay no. <laughs> we'll just like work a few <laughs> new people in and then i'll get used to it but um nadia and guzman i think they obviously had more they were together for off and on flirting at least for the full three seasons yeah so they had that sweet romantic voicemail being like if you ever come back like i'll be waiting for you type of moment yeah. so they kind of ended on this like sweet um we were true high school love and it's kind of over mm-hmm. whereas Carla and Sam Samuel um had so much chemistry that came out of literally nowhere like yeah. they season one anytime they talked I was like what's going on and then season two <laughs> they like talked about mac and cheese and Tupperware and I was like how how like how do y'all have this chemistry yeah. and this like relationship and I think what I enjoyed about this couple compared to the other ones on the list is I could never really tell if they were into it as much as I was <laughs> like I couldn't yeah. tell if they were like because for those of you who are listening and have not watched Elite or aren't going to watch Elite 
Samuel was like using Carla to get information, but Carla was also using Samuel to keep him from finding out information. So they were both using each other, but then like there was a moment where like it switched and I was like, I think they actually like each other, but like I couldn't figure it out and they couldn't figure it out. And so it was just a really interesting couple to root for. Right. Well, and then they eventually like basically they start dating and it's going great. And then in season three, she gets like imprisoned by the like baby Steve Jobs of Spain mm-hmm. and like emotionally imprisoned. <laughs> right. She like has no, to marry. She's fault. gonna have to, she's gonna have to stay with him so that her parents get like money or something. Like it, it was like a company an investment structure. An investment yeah, I don't know. Again, the show is highs and lows. <laughs> High but, drama, um, low brow. So they couldn't be she couldn't be with Samu and then was the graduated. So yeah. we really felt I felt like we really got robbed of mm-hmm. Samu and Carla time. We got a little, they gave us a few more cookie crumbs with Nadia and Guzman, I feel like in three. Yes, they um, did. Especially with like that thing at the end. But um, yeah, it really I, felt like we got cheated on and the Samu and Carla part. It's funny because we've talked a lot about how you like have to truly watch the show in Spanish, like the way it was made and yes. read it in English. Because what I'm about to say, I think would not sound as romantic as it sounds in Spanish. But with Carla and Samu, whenever he was like, I don't want to lose you. And she's like, mm-hmm. you can't lose something you never had. I was like, oh shit, did. I was like, wait, what? Like did, but you did. I was like screaming at my TV. I was like, Carla, you love him. Hey. <laughs> like, I, was like, I don't know no, if you know like, this, but he you did have him. you. He did. Yeah, he did have you. Um, and she just yeah. had a really rough last season too, which I think she's makes. She's got really high walls. Which I think yeah, made yeah, their, yeah. The, the like non-fulfillment of their relationship kind of hurt even more. Mm-hmm. yeah she had a really like, shitty third season she had a really strong second season and so for her to yes. go from being like an insane character in season one to like really good in season two to like non-existent in season three it was just kind mm-hmm. of whiplash yeah and it was like she lost all of the storyline and also samwell so she wasn't really even in the show no she was the wallpaper in <laughs> yeah, yeah in season three she was in like season yeah. three um and then yeah we got we just got more story with nadia and guzman because yeah they started hooking up earlier and yeah 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 so true their um, relationship was a little more actually fully formed yeah. um whereas we were, carly and seamus was always like sort of this like weird what are we doing thing but it's um, like the, the enemies to lovers like i love that trope yes. like i'll love it forever yes same. um um okay next we have will and angie which the from single parents which the only reason we did not see them get together is because single parents was ripped off the air um in a really rude way and again single parents should also be paying us because as far as i can tell we're the only people who talk about this show which is a real crime because it is so good i hope Um, more people have found it in quarantine because it is a fun feel-good show to watch yeah like, and the they have the best kid actors on tv yeah incredible incredible child actors great acting mm-hmm. um i guess i think that layton might be our only two-time contender on this list so they showed oh up God, in two yeah. she which makes it on here twice i think I actually is that. another reason why will and angie are such a strong couple because layton is a great actress she yes. did not have any blair qualities at all as angie and she was 100 still as like i think she's the only character from gossip girl that can really hold around but yeah Yeah. (laughs) um Um, but yeah they like had maybe had 
they might have hooked up and then the show ended and we were left on this huge cliffhanger of her getting back together with her ex-husband or or ex-boyfriend or choosing will and we didn't know yeah actual idea which actually we haven't we didn't talk well maybe we did talk about this on our single parents episode but that was also a really funny like a fan moment to be in where like angie's which is Leighton Meester's ex-husband on the show or ex-boyfriend on the show is her current husband, Adam Brody. Her baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, the baby daddy on the show. It's her is, actual husband. It's her actual husband, Adam Brody. And so we've spent, you know, two seasons, one or a season and a half really wanting her with Will. And then her ex comes back and you're like, but I do like to see Leighton and Adam together because yes. they really don't do any press together. They don't talk. They no. don't do anything. So it was like, do I want? And like, had the show gone on longer, I would have been okay if she would have dated him for like, a mm-hmm. lull and then picked will like mm-hmm. i yeah, was okay with I, I think the direction they were going um with the show which was having her pick derek only to then eventually choose will but um it was just a really interesting i've never rooted against a real life couple <laughs> like I, I did i know um but yeah it was ugh. next on our list is Haley and andy from modern family Modern Family is a show that both of us have watched on and off. You know, it was on mm-hmm. for 11 years. And um, Andy was the first guy that they gave Haley that made her like a better person. And yeah. also it was, they were just goofy and funny. And he like, I just, I couldn't figure out why they didn't work. It felt like she could be herself around him, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, I just I that was like the only couple oh, no. that I ever shipped from Modern Family. Same. Um and I was pretty shocked when she ended up with Dylan at the end. Yeah. Um I don't I really think I started I think I stopped watching the show like pretty soon after that. I think I did too. After yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? Um yeah, because it just because it did feel like she'd finally gotten her life together and like Andy was such a positive influence and mm-hmm. Well, and they did that kind of fun episode where it was all over technology. And they thought that maybe she got married and her name was going to be Haley Bailey. Like they couldn't find her and they were like stalking through a lot. I don't know. The entire episode was shot through like iPads and Facebook and all like all of these things. And I remember being like, I hope that she comes back married. Like that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be Um, great. She didn't since they are now on the wish we would have happened list. But um, were you going to say another episode? I was just for some reason what popped into my head was um because they do hook up mm-hmm. there was that episode where they're on vacation maybe yeah yeah it's like yeah. a vacation house it's like one of the funniest episodes it's, of that show it's a it's very a really funny good one. episode a lot think, of situational comedy in that episode yeah I think that's when they were they were gonna do a song like Cam and Mitchell were gonna sing a song or there was like a song yes, involved yes. and it kept getting preemptive by something else <laughs> um and I should rewatch that I think they just put all of Modern Family on Hulu and I think that maybe is another reason why we both loved and remembered Haley and Andy enough to put them on this list was the episodes that he were in were just really strong with the other cast yeah. members too like it felt mm-hmm. like the show hit its stride I mean for us personally in terms of what we thought was funny in that time period yeah i agree um okay the last couple we have is otis and mave from sex education so sex education is currently filming season three we have seen 
one and two and are going to cover it on this season of single best scene. Yes. So if you've seen, so this is a bit of a spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen it, but well, Otis and me sign up sort of end up with a, will they, won't they? And the way that they end the show worse into is still sort of like a mystery of what's going to happen in three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you obviously are have a newfound passion for this show. So why don't you take it away? I can't get over how much I love this show. Like I want to rewatch it. And <laughs> I just finished it three days ago. Um, I think of some, they've just are like a traditional high school. Will they, won't they couple. And um, we talked about this earlier with another couple, but like we kind of fell in love with the idea of them together. Cause when you first meet them, you think there's a 0% chance that they will realistically make me want these two people together. Right. Like she's, like a popular scary. kind of scary girl and he's like a nobody who wants to like be a corner boy and sit in the corner and leave you known for the corner and she's hooking up with like the best boy of the school and he's mm-hmm. never done anything and doesn't want to do anything when we meet him and so the fact that by episode three they have made <laughs> it believable that they could end up together is yeah. insane brilliant story writing these two young actors are wonderful and really selling the shit out of this couple yeah, they do a fantastic job. So here's to hoping in season three, they hook up. They had a very, there was a very romantic moment with a voicemail at the end of season two. And um, yeah, I just hope that she can ever hear what he had to say. Yeah. Ugh. It was very heart-wrenching. Very heart-wrenching. So annoying. It's actually just like fucking annoying. It's stupid guy. <laughs> Um, so our next category is one we've made up as our own and reference, like it's pop culture, like, like canon, like the other people know what it is. Um, but we call it the Matthew Crawley effect, which means Mm -hmm. a character in a romantic relationship that we like has died, thus making us not want to watch the show anymore. Yeah. So they die and the show dies with them. Yep. (laughs) Yep. To us. It keeps going, but to us. To us, the show. Yeah. <laughs> Just so. really the wind of our, out of our sails. We do not want to watch it anymore. And um, there are quite a few in this category, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So first on our list, we have Mary and Matthew from Downton Abbey, which is where we got the name, the Matthew Crawley Namesake effect. category. <laughs> the namesake category goes to Downton Abbey. Um I still am shocked that they killed him yeah. off and it happened Me years too. ago. Um, years. They gave them these big sweeping romantic moments only to kill him. Yeah. I, I didn't even get through the episode where he, like, I don't even know if I've watched the episode where he died because I saw it was coming and just stopped watching it. Like, <laughs> I I think I literally, the last episode I watched is when, also this, obviously this entire episode's full spoilers, but I think I stopped, I watched the episode where Sybil died and thought, what the heck? And I Googled like mm-hmm. Downton Abbey to see Sybil died. And it said, Matthew Crawley dies. And it said the episode. And it was like, I had two to go. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never watching this again. Well, I guess that's it for me. I was like, I'm really I'm tired of this my whole stuff up. <laughs> Bates rape storyline anyway. So I'm done. Or his Bates weird. murder storyline. Yeah. I, to this day, think why the fuck did they kill Matthew Crawley? I mean. And that okay. way. Like, I mean, I don't even know how the, he died, but he survived war. The actor wanted out. 
well, fuck you, Dan Stevens. Like for he wasn't going to come back show. for three. Yeah. He didn't renew his own contract or he went it out or something like that. It was definitely the actor. I'm 99% sure is the reason they killed him off because he didn't want to come back because this was before Downton Abbey blew up. So he thought he was leaving for like a better gig. And I think he was in was Beauty and the Beast. Wrong. Yeah. As if <laughs> I anybody think he was in that Legion that. show. Um, um, but but he yeah, gave us the, problem, the category, the Matthew Crawley effect. So if he gave us we, one we good got, thing. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got one good thing out of it, I guess. One good, horrible thing. Um, my problem with them killing off Matthew was that I really identified a lot with Mary in that show (laughs) um and I mean obviously her life was like much more tragic than mine let's be clear but I identified with her a lot of of the characters in the show she was the one I identified the most with and it did feel like she had a lot of losses like she couldn't she couldn't get a win in right like the first Mm -hmm. because I think this happens at the end of season two so she really had like an uphill or maybe it was the end of season two. I'm going to look. It might've been end of three. Yeah. Cause I think he I was engaged remember. to the other person in two. Hold on. Let me look, but you can keep track. I'll look at that. Cause for some reason, I felt like I only got halfway through season three, but mainly I only got halfway through season four. So Dan Stevens last episode on Downton Abbey was season. He was only in 34 episodes. That's kind of a lot though. They're not full seasons. I don't think, I think there's only 10 episodes a season. I don't actually know. Hold on. Well, he was, yeah, no, it said he was in episodes like into the season five. What? I, I think it just had it listed. Okay, Matthew Crawley death. Dan Stephen left, left the cash. He died tragically yeah. in a car accident in the season yeah. three finale in 2012. Three. Okay. Okay. Um, so it just felt like Mary had had like, a real struggle even like her relationship with Matthew was like really full of ups and downs and mm-hmm. so it, it just felt like we'd find like she could finally be happy because like she was not a cheerful character like really had to deal with a lot of stuff and so it just like felt like okay finally like we have been through the trenches with her of her life for three fucking seasons and then, so she's finally found her happiness. They finally wor- worked it out because they had a very, if I remember correctly, which it's been years since I watched the show, but they had a very like Mr. Darcy and where I heard Karen Knightley's characters is like very, <laughs> that energy. Yeah. Um, I've never read Pride and Prejudice. And Pride and Prejudice I, energy of like, yeah. there's a lot of um, melodrama, right? Yeah, he, and, he when she- yeah, I think when she started to show interest in him, he was engaged to someone else. Mm-hmm. And there was like yeah, a lot of like contention with the family. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like their, like their timing never lined up. Yeah, I don't know. Their timing never lined up for them being in love with each other. So it was like near a lot of near misses for them. And mm-hmm. so for them to finally have like figured it out, hit their stride. Mary was pregnant, I think, or had just given birth or something like that. No, Sybil had just given birth and died. So I'm like, your sister just died. Yeah, but was it Mary also pregnant? Not to my knowledge. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Again, we quit but, watching um, the show because of this plot point. We don't. <laughs> okay, I think she. Okay, you didn't. If you didn't watch the episode where he died, I feel like they told us that she was pregnant, and then on the drive home, he dies. No, I'm pretty fucking sure. 
I'm looking it up if she was pregnant. Maybe I hallucinated that. But I remember again, we were so we were flying so high with Mary, and then it burned to the ground. And I did watch like three episodes of the next season of four, and just couldn't. Like I just couldn't watch it. Like I was like, this is just um. This is not what it was. I miss Matthew Crawley and the Matthew Crawley effect was born. Mm-hmm. And the Matthew Crawley effect was born. Mev- Mary is heavily pregnant. There we go. Yes. Mary and Matthew cannot have a child bio- bio- biologically due to their respective issues. So Mary undergoes a successful operation to conceive a child within eight months. However, when riding home to tell the family about his newborn son, Matthew was speeding along the road without paying attention to anything, and his car gets in a nasty car crash with a truck, throwing Matthew on the ground where the car lands on top of him. Matthew appears to have died instantly on the scene with blood trickling down his face. Mary is unaware of her beloved husband's fate as she smilingly holds their son. Yep. What the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. They had a baby. Also, she got pregnant in one episode. <laughs> the show jumped time a lot. Yeah, this season three. Yeah. Uh, that'll happen in the Christmas special. Um, That's rude. Yeah. Or maybe that happened. I can't figure out how this I am. I'm in shock. It was so aggressive. They got engaged, married, honeymooned, died, pregnant all in one season. Oh, in like three episodes. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't even imagine how tragically sad that is to like lose your husband and your sister within the same year. Seems impossibly. And like both have horrible. babies. Like for her parents to then have like two newborns with two widowed parents. Right. What the fuck? Oh, all right. The next, next, the next couple on our fateful Matthew Crawley effect list is. Grace and Tommy from Peaky Blinders. I have been on the episode after Grace died for maybe a year. We're probably, well, I guess the pandemic's here. Maybe more than a year. The pandemic did last a year. The pandemic is still going on. So, you know, I haven't watched any Peaky Blinders since we've been home because I do not want to see Tommy mourn the one thing that made him feel human. Like Grace was his humanity once they got married. Yes. So this to me felt very similar to specifically to Down Abbey because again, we see we're with Tommy in the struggle, mm-hmm. the struggle, the struggle, the struggle, unhappy. It's not working out, blah, blah, blah. They can't make it work. And then boom, finally they get like some ounce of happiness and you're like, great, we've hit a stride. Things are working out. And then no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also like they it was shocking to me that they even got them together since when she was introduced, she was an informant against him. So it was like, (laughs) they overcame a lot of obstacle to then only have her be murdered by his, like a gypsy thing. And I don't know. I know it was, they were also both so so hot. Is that what you're about to say? So his, right. Her death was inadvertently caused by him, which makes it 400 times more tragic. And again, they had a baby. Um, I, they yes they definitely they had, had a baby. baby a newborn they had a mm-hmm. newborn um but yeah their chemistry literally also totally insane yeah the what haunts me about them is maybe it was the first time they had sex in that like tiny little apartment uh-huh, uh-huh. 
I can't remember anything else. I just remember there being a tiny apartment involved <laughs> and being like, and like an open window. And I this was just is like, yeah, on the floor. Yeah. I'm like, is my TV actually, is there steam actually coming out of my TV right now? Because this is the hottest scene I've ever seen. And I, oh, granted, I'm a big Tommy fan. I think he makes smoking look so hot. I constantly consider becoming a smoker whenever I watch the show uh-huh. um, just because he makes it look so fucking cool. Um, and we will get to, we will cover, we will Piggy cover. Minders, we minders. will cover guys. So if don't we, you we worry, we'll force ourselves to, to get over past. the Matthew Crawley hump and continue to watch. I did watch, like, I definitely watched, I think the whole season after she, she dies. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Tommy is like suicidal the whole time. Yeah. It's I a watched- big fucking bummer. Yeah, I watched the next. I think I watched the next one where he like goes and like goes to someone who sold. Oh, they have that the, weird, like, weird necklace curse thing that mm, he yes. whatever. And then he got really beat. I was just like very confused. I was also I was watching it for their love story at that point because I was already confused by that season's big bad, like by what they were yes. doing because like I couldn't figure it out. There was like a priest. And also like a Russian, but also he was sleeping with her, but like not really. Also a rabbi. But also a rabbi. I was like, is this like what's going on? And so. Um, Where's the punchline of this like walk into a bar joke? <laughs> yeah, I think the other reason why this one hurts so hard is that Tommy was so, and this is not my usual type of relationship that I root for, but like Tommy was so scary and like vengeful yes. when we met him so and like scary. Grace the only times we see like a soft version of him. And like I said this earlier, but like it was when he was with grace. And so I think with that wall going back up, but Mm -hmm. now he has a kid, it's just sad. Oh yeah. No, it's very sad. Yeah. I got to watch it, but yeah. Um, Speaking of sad. I was going to say this next one on the um, list stopped the Matthew Crawley for you, but not as much for me. Yeah, you kept watching, but um, Grey's Anatomy with Meredith and Derek, so um I actually watched Downton Abbey the spring that I was missing this Grey's Anatomy season because I was overseas and I I mean I was caught up before I left and I was like no problem I'll just like binge when I come back and mm-hmm. um thanks to the Twitter I was informed <laughs> that Derek died and I was like hmm all right well that's it for me <laughs> And I never watched the show again. I didn't watch the episode that he died. I just never fucking finished that season 12. I watched Mm -hmm. the first half and that was it. (laughs) It was definitely a real big bummer and really hard to Mm -hmm. push through the rest of that season and a little bit of the next. Um, I think because they also like made Meredith pregnant. So like... Mm -hmm she was pregnant when Derek died, but like was early in her pregnancy. Yeah. So then it was like, she went off the deep end, but it, it, I definitely think a lot of people stopped watching. I actually probably know 10 people who stopped watching Grey's Anatomy when they killed Derek off. And because of the pandemic, I've gotten a few more. Well, and they had some of the biggest, like some of my favorite television couple moments are Meredith and Derek like where they're together or not together that's what I think is so interesting about this couple is they didn't have to be together to sell romance right no because one of like the bomb episode they're not dating in that episode and he still comes to our house at the end of that episode in season two and 
she's like, I wish I could have remembered our last kiss. And he like describes it. He was like, it was just a kiss. Like I was going to see you later. Your hair smelled like lavender shampoo. Like mm. I walked out the door thinking I would kiss you a hundred times more. And then, you know, that was it. And it's like, <gasps> they were not dating when yeah. he said that. Or like, so there's yeah. just so many early and just the way he makes eye contact, I actually think is what yes. makes him so attractive. Um, <laughs> so his death felt like, I mean, they've been together for, we had been with them for 12 years. Yeah. So I think that also hurt it, like just, you know. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. We were invested to say the least. We were invested. <laughs> um, another show that we picked up and invested a lot of time in and then quickly dropped yeah. um, was Once Upon a Time with the Huntsman, AKA Graham and Emma. So they were a couple in season one. Sophie and I binged the shit out of this season mm-hmm. one of this show. Um, and... Yeah, we, they had great, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this couple because they weren't like a, they didn't stick around for a long time because he was killed mm-hmm. off. He was only on the show for nine episodes. Oh my um, God, I Googled him. Oh, that's right. He is so he's hot. So hot. It's Jamie so, Dorman. The, the hottest person who was ever on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think we were like both surprised he was in the show. And then we were surprised yes. that he was hooking up with the main character. And then we were surprised that he died. Like he- <laughs> The whole thing was shocking, like beginning to end. Beginning to end. But I I think about Once Upon a Time a lot in a show that had a ton of potential for me personally. And then I couldn't, I just couldn't stick with it. Like once they introduced Damn. Peter Pan and, and Neverland, I was like, I'm done. But I, I loved season one. I think a lot one. of people abandon ship while they are in Neverland. My friends and I, one weekend in college, did decide to pick it back up. Because like between the five or six of us, like, it was sort of like a hodgepodge of watching. Like some people had never seen it. Some people mm-hmm. were caught up, like whatever. And so we sort of just started at the beginning and watched like through until what whatever was being caught up at the time in what, like 2013 or 2014. And um, I'm not sure if we watched the Neverland <laughs> bit. Yeah. I might've watched half of it on my own and that's where I had stopped because and so either we went ahead and finished the Neverland part or we skipped it. But I definitely remember for like years afterwards when people were still talking about this show, you know, they would say, oh, I've been meaning to watch Once Upon a Time, but like, it seems like they've kind of hit a wall. And I said, oh, at Neverland, just skip that part. Like literally go to the next. You season. told me to just skip it. It's because it Whenever does come back up again once I they get out. Yeah. But they are, I've never watched a show spin its wheels so hard for half a season like it was yeah they should have kept the like storybook aspect of like not knowing that it was real longer I think Mm -hmm. having the reveal happen in season one was too soon yeah then yeah the rest of it then became too fantasy fantasiful it was very confusing like the rest of it was was the show was too confusing and there wasn't enough reoccurring characters I think which caused part of the problem and it got to be really also tragic yeah with that boy and the whole thing was like a big mess yeah I mean I, I definitely got really dark quit, if I remember correctly yeah. yeah that makes sense also the actress who plays Emma sometimes leans towards depressive acting like yeah. it's really hard for her to be happy which is probably why I liked her with Graham because they were, yeah. I don't know, really liked Moody. them together. Me too. He was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to say it one more time. He was really hot. <laughs> He's still hot. Still hot. Still hot. But he, you know, the Huntsman, you know, he had his whole like 
honestly, it's a little um, a la the guy from Outlander. Jamie? That's like Jamie. Mm, same energy. Jamie's same. hotter. I'll, I'll stick with it. Oh, they're both Jamie's in different ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, the, the last one on our list is The Good Wife with Alicia and Will. Um, yeah, I definitely stopped watching when he died. I was shocked. I was shocked by this death. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was pretty shocked by all of these fucking yeah, deaths, yeah. but I was really blindsided by this one. Uh-huh. Um, and did they even, were they even together when he died? No, she, I don't think he even listened to the voicemail that she like wanted to get back together or she like kind of initiated. I don't know. I, um, this is another one where I didn't actually watch his death episode because I was probably on season three. He died maybe in season five. I was in three or four. I was in the season before he died because mm. I was one season. I, behind. I watched it. Yeah. I was one season behind live TV and I was up late studying and just had Jimmy Kimmel on in the background. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the guy who played will was on, that episode that night and he was like oh big, big day for you like your character got killed off and I was like what the fuck I was like what the fuck like what the fuck like one I never watched I was like I never watched late night in college and two how did that and he was like yeah like we were so good at keeping it under wraps because they really did keep it under wraps that was a character choice I don't think he necessarily wanted to leave the show as much as some of the other people might have um but like it was for the story I don't and I, apparently Alicia gets another love interest that people really rooted for. I wouldn't know. Wouldn't know either. I think my sister yeah. stuck with it and ended up saying, you know, the other guy was fine. But like Will and Alicia mm. really only hooked up and it was hot, but like one or two times in season two. It was their energy. Because the worst part of the show, The Good Wife, is that she was a good wife and never left her fucking husband. <laughs> it took her forever. the worst part of the show. Every time she wouldn't <laughs> leave, I'd be like, fuck, the show is called The Good Wife fuck she's never gonna leave this guy it's like oh mr big yeah god um okay so our next category is shows where we root for different couples so Mm -hmm. the main character is the same but we want them to end up or have ended up with someone different yes so our first show in this category is insecure I am a firm team. Which we Lawrence. are going to cover this season. We are covering this season. Um, so prep your ear holes for that one. Uh, <laughs> I, which you will hear in that episode, <laughs> love Lawrence. Sophie, on the other hand. Mm, here for Daniel. <laughs> there for Daniel. Um, I just love the like, pure, like, I just love the first love aspect of Lawrence and East. Mm-hmm. I loved that they worked on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love that he slept with someone else and got her pregnant. You really hate that a lot. <laughs> hate to see that one. But yeah, I'm I'm team Lawrence. You want to say a few words about Daniel? I mean, I just love that Daniel um has his shit together a little bit more. Um he's just like weirdly more consistent, which you wouldn't think from somebody who's like a producer basically or mm-hmm. whatever music industry job he has. But I don't know. He's just sort of always there for Issa in a way that she doesn't recognize very often, which is sort of her brand. (laughs) Her brand is kind of taking advantage of people a little bit. It really is. Um, But he's also just so hot. Um, (laughs) So I just want him to continue to be on my screen. 
I wouldn't be it. surprised if he that's pops my up. pitch. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in the last episode for a few, for a few I mean, episodes I for the last season. See him in the next season. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, you, just prob- probably less. I think you said that when we recorded, and at the time I was like, "What? No!" And now I'm like, you know what? I bet we'll see. I kind of bet all a few of those guys. I bet Nathan. I bet. I just few don't know them. if they're gonna cold turkey us on Daniel. I don't think he was in the last season at all. Um, oh, okay. She stayed at his house. No, not in season four. Season four is all about the block party. She was the landlord. Yeah, I think. Because I, I was surprised that times. she. I was surprised that she didn't call him for any favors when trying to book bands. Yeah, I actually remember thinking that too. Um, so, but since but, it is the final season, I wouldn't be surprised if he like popped back in. Remember yeah um okay next we've got joel and benjamin joel versus benjamin from nasal which me and maddie shout at each other about on this episode of (laughs) our podcast it came out it was from august if anybody wants to go back and listen to the full argument um (laughs) but i'm team benjamin because for sorry for midge we should i mean i don't know for midge yes these are all for the main characters but yeah, yeah, these are for Midge. Um, I'm Team Benjamin because um, he loves her for who she is, unlike Joel, and he's tall and unlike owns Joel. townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Midge never really gave him a chance, I think. Um, so anyway, that's why I'm Team Benjamin. Let's hear your pitch for Joel. So I'm Team Joel because they have children together. He has come around to what she does and she already jokes about him in the set. So she, he might as well date her. They might as well get back together. They've already been married twice. They might still legally mm, be married. And are. he actually worked on himself and became the person he wanted to be whenever he left her the first time. I'm all for in this one specific instance. No, pretty much every single one of these characters, y'all will see a theme. I'm for second chances. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he, their marriage was happy until he thought he could he himself could do better for himself in an area mm-hmm. that he had no experience in. I don't really know why he thought he was going to be a comedian. The same yeah, way it's confusing. shocking to me that Mitch became a comedian. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. such a crapshoot of a profession. I don't know how anybody bets on it. No, I would have no idea how anyone is a successful comedian. It's very mind blowing to me. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we will see more. Um, I don't know if that show started yeah, filming in, but season four has more. started filming. Okay. Um, and I have um, met the actor who plays Benjamin in real life. He is very hot. I wouldn't say no to anybody on Zachary our list. Levi. Zachary yeah. Levi. He's a very nice guy. Shout no, out to Zach. Zach. Shout out to Zach. Um, if you're listening. Okay. If you're listening, <laughs> we love you. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So next we've got um, Dean versus Jess on Gilmore Girls. And I've got to disclaim, <laughs> I basically haven't watched Gilmore Girls in like 15 years. So um, I don't have a strong argument about but I do vividly remember being pro Jess um, because he's like kind of a bad boy and like, you know, kind of got Roy out of her shell a little bit and um, just kind of pushed her in like a different way than um, safe old Dean did. Um, anyway, that is my only, Fucking that is shame. my only argument for Jess and and Maddie's going to like tear me apart with a hundred facts. For me, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> no, I was going to say, do you know, like when you're talking about politics with someone and they never really say what their candidate does well, they just shit on the other candidate. 
So it's never mm-hmm. really like, he's, here are the policies I support. It's here's why I hate your person. <laughs> like regardless of political affiliation, that's how it is. That's kind of how I am with Jess. So like, I can tell you why I love Dean. He loved Rory. He got along with Lorelai, um, her mom, which was super important to Rory. And I'm talking season one, Dean. I'm not talking about season five, Dean. We're going early Dean. Not when he cheats on his wife with Rory. Just to, there are two different versions of Dean because Amy Sherman Paldino and her husband did not write complex male characters on this show and that there couldn't be two good options at one time. It was like Dean read Anna Karenina in season one and then Jess showed up and Dean was like, what's reading? Like, I don't understand why they couldn't (laughs) stay consistent. So none of these options are great. And also Rory's not the best. So those are, I mean, I love Dean because he's so wholesome. That was my, my first TV love was Dean and Rory. Mm -hmm. My first crying at a couple breaking up was whenever he broke up with her publicly which I thought was the most embarrassing and still think it's one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened but my <laughs> issue with people who are team Jess is they talk about how he's this bad boy who pushed her out of the shell did all that stuff he was a bad boy because he like wrote out like for the town but he wasn't actually a bad boy he like wrote in the margin of her book at a party where she did not want to have sex with him he kept trying to get in her pants and she kept having to tell him no not a great look and then like, was a different time yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right a chuck apologist we've got on the line um but i just think jess we're all i think people wanted jess for themselves and not for rory <laughs> and so they just didn't want him to leave the show I, and what i was going to say earlier and said we would talk about later i also think a, a reason that people like jess more than dean has nothing to do with jess or dean it has to do with the fact that alexis fladell is a model turned actress <laughs> and so she didn't she hadn't had a lot of acting training and Jess was her boyfriend in real life she dated yeah. Milo Ventimiglia so of course when he came on the show they were gonna have better chemistry and like yeah do this because they were dating in real life mm-hmm. but overall Rory's primary relationship was with, was with her mother and Jess made zero effort to <laughs> have any relationship with her and I don't know how that that would work yeah I mean it's not very realistic but uh, we might eventually talk about some version of Gilmore Girls in the future, and I will like do a full rant, but I'm not promising anything because yeah, no promises. Sophie hasn't watched it in 15 years, and I haven't probably watched it in 15 days, so the playing field's a little uneven on that one. Even. <laughs> even if I rewatch, we will still be not on the same level of passion. <laughs> no, yeah, Gilmore Girls. Even when I hate it, like I can't quit it. Like even when I can acknowledge that it's bad, and I'm like, so pretty much every character on the show is bad, but like let's start it over. And in particularly age, like super well. <laughs> no, I think it's just oh, it's so funny. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Team Dean. Also, Logan's hot too. But I think we would both be Team Logan. So he was Logan. out of the equation. We did I early was Gilmore. Team Logan, like above like, before like, it was cool. <laughs> Not before it was cool, but like I I never understood yeah. why she and Logan can make it work. I've never understood why she couldn't say like, could we be engaged but not get married right away? I've never understood an engagement ultimatum. Right? My parents were engaged for six years. Like, like you don't have to get married within a month. She could have happened been... all the time on that show. I feel like everything yeah, on Gilmore Girls is an ultimatum. I think it was because no there was it was impossible to have two good options. They wanted Luke to go to yeah. look good in that episode for Lorelai, so they had to shit on Logan. Yeah, it just whatever. Anyway, okay. Last Next, one. Last 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 one in our category is Fitz versus Jake and Scandal. Guess and... which one I like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's theme is um, tall brunette and like hot yeah I'm always here for the hot characters I just want more hot characters on my screen um but why I liked Jake first of all 
he was not married to someone else. Okay. He was a murderer. <laughs> if we want to play moral high ground. <laughs> no, 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 no. As also, far as relationship goes, by- you can be a murderer before you're married to someone else. I, I violently disagree. I disagree. No. No. He Unless you murdered your other wife and that's why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay, we're going to do a poll when this episode comes out. What's worse <laughs> in a relationship? Cheating or murder? Do you think you'll win? Yes. <laughs> cheating is so insane. <laughs> but people do it more often than they murder. I mean, it's it's not like he was in a happy Because marriage. cheating, it's like, there's like emotional problems. If you murder someone, that can be like a business transaction. You're telling me every scene they had in the Oval Office that was sexy time with Fitz and Olivia, you were like, but he's married. That was running I'm through saying, your head. Yeah, kind of. The no, whole time I thought Millie was going to walk in. But that's why it was like hot because. Of, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> saying that Olivia and Fitz weren't hot together. They were and their chemistry was great, whatever. But it never felt like, it was, and he was also the fucking president. So like from a PR standpoint, which remember she's a PR crisis manager seemed totally insane. And the other problem with cheating is that it like overall diminishes your value. Cause like, if you're willing to cheat on your wife, that makes you a bad husband. And if you're a bad husband, why would somebody else be like, oh, well, no, okay. good enough for me. To be clear, I don't <laughs> condone cheating. I'm not like pro cheating. I just think uh, my husband cheating on me in the future is worse is the better option than my husband going that I love very much going away for multiple murders. Okay, but like did you ever really crimes. go to prison? I don't know. I quit watching it. I don't think I know. We've talked about the show. I don't, I don't think he I, ever goes to jail for that. The because he's very good at murdering people. The he's closest, like a CIA guy, right? No, B three sixteen. That sounds like an energy oh. shot, but fake <laughs> but it was like fake CIA it wasn't group. c it was like a bia group not a cia group no it was like b something um i remember that now her dad was in charge of it just yeah so insane. that was a good reveal <laughs> that show was good until it was bad you know yeah yeah you know those shows they were just good until they sucked um <laughs> they were just great until someone got like unnecessarily kidnapped but nevertheless left the u.s and the entire national security got put into question because of it you know, those shows. You know, like, you know, like that one. <laughs> Where the president just like, yeah, just starts a war for you. And you don't say thank you. You actually scream at him. Because you've you been actually scream in. at him. And then the viewers are kind of like, well, where well, do we go from here? And the answer is nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because you were locked in Virginia and you thought you were in like the Middle East. Um, that was so fucking twisted. Um, <laughs> look, Jake the is hot. Look, Scott Foley, top 10 celebrity crush. Everything he's so in. I did never want him to leave the show. I actually, this is a show where I never Including wanted to- Including he was insecure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't insecure. Do not On a teeny tiny screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this is a show where I never actually wanted the love triangle to end. Like I would have been okay if she would have never picked. I was never irritated that she wasn't picking. Yeah. I would have been okay if she flip-flopped right. through them for the rest of her life. Um, oh. Up until I quit. Which I think kind of- well, she had picked Fitz. Um, but the Fitz kind of had the McDreamy like cadence at which he spoke, which I found to be super hot. Mm. Like the steep eye contact, the close quarters, yes. the like Very rose intense. garden speech, the like you, like you, what did he, the big speech about where he was like, 
I look at you all of the time. I wait for you to make every move. Cause she's like talking about how uneven mm-hmm. their power dynamic is. Yes. And he like flips yes. it back on her and you're like, Ugh. okay, yeah, this is romance. He could deliver a monologue. Like no one's fucking. And like this. the like kind of shaking, but not like he was going to hit you, but like the, like, I want you to know how much I love you shake. You know, that's um, to, to quote, to, <laughs> to quote Bridgerton. Um, it's what happens when you burn, burn for, for someone. someone. <laughs> yeah. They burned for each other. Fitz walked so um, the Duke could fly, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, really quick. We're just going to knock through the rest of this next section because we quit the show because of the coupling. Yeah. Um, Speaking of scandal. (laughs) Speaking of scandal, Olivia and Fitz are on this list. We both quit the show because their relationship was terrible. Like it just got to a point where I didn't want them together, but I couldn't figure out why they would both be in the same place without dating. Yeah. And it got too messy. Um, the number one couple that made us start this category is Sophie. I have, I've talked about this in the podcast. We're both fans of the TV show bones mm-hmm. when we were yeah, in high school. Um, yeah. I wanted them together. I think Sophie, I mean, I probably could speak for all of us. We wanted them together so yes. bad that so then bad. they had sex and came back and were pregnant and we were both like where was the sexual tension where was the rest of the buildup? where was the awkward first date where was like any of the dating they were just immediately married it is one of the more confusing like I can't believe the show continued to last as long as it did because I'm confused why everyone didn't have the same reaction we did I wonder if it switched from this fun, like, will they, won't they with a procedural aspect to like a true SVU style procedural where it was just about I the think bones. I did. <laughs> I, I definitely did watch some episodes after because I was really hoping that they were going to turn a corner mm-hmm. and I don't think it did, at least when I was trying to have patience with it. Yeah. Um, patience, Brennan. AKA. This, <laughs> no, it's her name's AKA Bones. Um, but... I mean, to me, this was a little bit how actually number two on the list, the mini mm-hmm. project felt to me where it was like fun and flirty. And then all of a sudden you bring a kid and like a marriage into it. And you're like, it just sucks all the fun out of the show, which it doesn't have to a la Brooklyn Nine-Nine. People can mm-hmm. do it successfully. But it felt to me like these two shows really aggressively did not and just totally fucked it up and changed the whole mood of the show. Yeah. And I think the other thing that Mindy and Danny did was they made Danny, they like, when she had the kid, they kind of like flipped his gender roles to be a little bit more um, 1950s-esque type of stereotypical um, where he just wanted Mindy to be like a small, not like physically smaller, but like smaller person. Mm -hmm. Like he wanted her to just to kind of shrink to fit into the box that his mom had done which I think is probably realistic in a lot of couples, but when you've been kind of rooting for this couple that has had years of will they, won't they, to then mm-hmm. get together and have this kid, which was still kind of funny. Like while she was pregnant, it was fine. It was just like sure. once the baby got here, their relationship like lost all this love in it. And like, it wasn't as fun to yeah. watch. And no. then they broke up and like were gruff and everything. And they ended the series together, but like, we didn't really see it. Like they can't, you know what I mean? Like they kissed and we knew they yeah. were going to be together, but they kind of made Danny not as much of like as, as a feminist or not even that he needed to be, but like they made him want Mindy to change a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. 
Whereas before he more, it felt like he was more like loving her because of it, not in spite of like all of her, you know, mm-hmm. herself. Um, yeah, I agree. It was um, a really, it felt like a really harsh change. And yeah, it, it caused me to stop watching the show completely. Um, and then last on our list, um, we have Izzy and George from Grey's Anatomy, which obviously we both kept watching the show Mm. but I definitely had some doubts while this was happening yeah this didn't make us abandon the show I think it was just a really bad misstep for a character's friendship it also made me like I hate those episodes like I yeah hated those episodes George cheated Mm -hmm. on his wife with Izzy and then it was then they were terrible together like it just felt like a really wasted storyline like it really felt like a filler um like they couldn't really like season four was one of the weaker filler that was like ruining the characters lives (laughs) yeah yeah and also by that point the audience had liked Callie which was George's Mm -hmm. wife so also that was bad and like Izzy I think rubs a lot of people the wrong way sometimes Mm -hmm. it was just (laughs) it was just it didn't abandon us but it just was a really it was just like the worst pairing we just wanted to include on the show yeah it was horrible um all right well we have one y'all have made it to the end of our thing the last one is more of just a confession these are couples we wish we hated confession corner confession corner <laughs> so do you want to take the first one yeah so the first one if, if dear listener if you are sitting there I want you to think of the number one couple in your mind who you feel a little bit guilty about rooting for because you're like this is like you want to close your eyes when they come on screen but you can't you want to keep watching and you're like what's wrong maybe this is what's wrong with me yes I hope the first one that pops into your brain is Roman and Jerry from Succession because wow what is wrong with us that we like them um everything about it is wrong like literally everything like I need to go to therapy because these because of this whole dynamic that this character has like there's like this mom complex (laughs) but also like a um boss there's like a um but also it's not physical it's all verbal it's all the phone sex there's also like a huge age gap between these two people which would be fine except she like raised him like the age gap kind of raised him but also it's also kind of his not his boss but like kind of but like is his boss like jerry's like truly next in line oh for sure he defers to her like in business meetings all the time and we've also seen them do this like they have a good relation that other thing is it's very confusing (laughs) they have a very good actual like friendship yeah yeah um like working relationship so then for this to like suddenly go into this very horrible blurry area (laughs) is like traumatizing and then you have to layer on like the actual dynamics of the nitty-gritty of what is going on with the phone sex we're correct me if I'm wrong but she just belittles him yep right yeah that's his thing yeah oh my god just like the whole and the fact <laughs> that he can't have sex with his girlfriend like it's just like there is so much going on and it is so horrible and yet <laughs> and yet I'm I like, well <laughs> are we gonna see more <laughs> I'm like an episode will go by What's and I'm like, so is Jerry gonna call? <laughs> is the phone gonna ring? 
my favorite and Quinn, I know Jerry, I said this, please call <laughs> we did talk about succession already so y'all should go back and listen to that to hear us break down all of it but um one of my favorite parts about this is they have been friends so the actors Jay Cameron or Jay Cameron Smith and Kiernan Culkin have been friends forever <laughs> And Kiernan checked her out in season one, kind of as a joke, because on succession, they just kind of run the cameras all the time to see if they can catch things and they don't ever know what they're going to use. And they'll film entire storylines that they cut. So they have way more filmed than what we see. And so he was kind of doing it just to like be an asshole because they had like done a play together like years and years and years ago. And they they kept it in and then wrote this kind of twisted thing that kind of came out of Kiernan Culkin's brain. The whole thing, I hate how much I love it. Every time I say it, my mom's like, oh, Maddie. I'm like, I know. I I like don't want to. I just feel like we have to like air it and like go to confession. (laughs) Get the hot priest to like. Honestly, um, yeah. Hot hot priest, I guess, could fall if we were like really good Catholics could fall into this category. (laughs) So maybe some really good Catholics out there. Hot oh, priest, hot priest we go into this. We'd go into this category. Um, we just aren't that good of so we didn't think to put it there. Wah, wah. Uh, sorry, Dad. Um, the next um, one is <laughs> biblical. Speaking of biblical, <laughs> speaking of biblical, the next one is the the one that like I'm going to describe, and then I'll just tell you why it's bad. Great sexual chemistry, known each other forever. So hot. So hot um funny together they have a great banter um yes. clearly rely on each other rely, in like a yeah. positive way yeah they know each other's dirty they know each other's dark mm-hmm. secrets and they still love mm-hmm. them anyway because, yes love them for their flaws because they are <laughs> half siblings half 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 half, 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 half only half only half which is why it's okay watch that show and it's it's from elite of course it's from elite it's valerio, valerio and from elite. <laughs> of course it's from elite um again spokesperson feel free to pay, uh, pay us i <laughs> had to remind myself so many times i'd be like but they're actors so it's okay like <laughs> yes it's actors like these are actors maddie like you could think actors, this is good. Like, they're, they're actors, actors. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us like uh, and here's the thing you guys they easily they so easily could have written him as a stepbrother yep 100 could have been. even I, that would have been weird like a sticky dynamic like they are technically related like that would have been you know definitely like controversial i actually watched a show called billy and billy where these siblings had like or they had like this great banter and then they end the episode and it's like so who's gonna tell mom and I was like what the fuck but they were step siblings but like mm. young enough to where they call each other's parents mom and dad yes. like their parents got married when they were younger and their parents are now divorced but I was like okay they're they're steps so that one I don't feel as bad about yeah that one okay that this one, one okay. there's some but, shame associated um, they like literally j- share genetics like probably could like, share a dad inbreeding. it's the most josh dropping scene i've ever seen like, in television history um the dinner scene the dinner scene we love a dinner scene we love a dinner um, scene this one was rough. including this one jaw drop they're always jaw dropping this one for sure um and even just like all the other ones where as soon as you know you're like well what the fuck is going on but again they're great with each other again actors guys they're actors they're actors they're, they're actors, actors they're actors, they're actors. um not- what was interesting about that dinner scene though is how willing 
Valerio was to light himself on fire to mm-hmm. catch Lou on fire. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I, it also, the last, <laughs> at the end of that episode, whenever she was like, he said something and she was like, well, what am I to you now? And he was like, you're just my sister. I was like, Bleh. <laughs> It was almost worse than they weren't together and talking about it. Cause I was like, y'all, cho- like y'all willingly did this. Like you knew, I don't know. Like it, you're just my sister, which is like, what she should have only been from the whole time. Like, they would have but did they both, it's like such a downgrade. <laughs> I just remember they, the sexual chemistry was there obviously enough so that we're talking about it. And also like <laughs> the show got picked up again. It wasn't like some crazy incest thing. Like no. Netflix higher ups weren't really pissed about it. But they yeah, I mean, I feel like I just got a boost of like adrenaline talking about this couple. Maybe it's the shame of it, but like, <laughs> <ooh. laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God. I would be curious if anybody else has watched Elite feels that same kind of like secret shame of liking Valerio and Lou. Again, they're not I mean, my favorite couple. They weren't in our, uh, they weren't a higher no. up on our list. They were not in our favorites. However, I did find myself rooting for them <laughs> against all odds. And by odds, I mean literally their father. Their father. And genetics. <laughs> their shared parent. <laughs> their chromosomes. Their DNA. Their DNA. Um, yikes. All right. Well, that's um, all we have. So now that we've exposed this episode, could just be like Maddie and Sophie fawn over hot actors for however long <laughs> this has been. Um, <sighs> Speaking of Valentine's Day, do you have any plans to watch anything or do anything since we'll be not on a date with anybody? Certainly, I will not be on a date. Um, I might get started on Mad Men. You'll have a date with Don Draper. He's also I'll a cheater. Have a date with so, Don. So you'll, you'll have to see if you think he's worse than a murderer. Um, I have watched the first eight episodes of that show, and I remember hating him a lot. So looking forward to returning to that I guess um I guess if I was more into like a joyful on joyful is not the right word if I wanted to enjoy the love of Valentine's Day I would return to Outlander which I had to cut cold jerky because I love Jamie (laughs) too much that was what I concluded um when you find yourself googling how to find a Scottish husband I think that's when you know that's the line Maybe that was the line for me, at least. Um, And I was like, okay, maybe we should just like pump the brakes a bit and um, not inhale this entire show in one week, which I was on the high speed train to doing. So I do. I I think I think I'll talk into Mad Men. What's your plans? When I when I start dreaming of TV show characters, I'm like, I need to take a break. Um, (laughs) I then the last to all the boys I love before comes out this weekend or Valentine's Day weekend. So I'll be watching that. And then um, I will probably actually, we're going to be flipping because I'm going to dip back into Outlander and see if I can mm. get through the depressing start of season two. Season two. So yeah, you're yeah. going to spend time with my, well, I only really like Kenny on Mad Men in terms of men, uh, <laughs> but my boy Dawn and I'll spend some time with, with Jamie. Um, oh, I think Jamie. in terms of relationship partners, I get the better trade-off, but in terms of yes not dying of a plague <laughs> you do <laughs> I guess that's true I guess that's in terms true. Of like modern um, you'll also like the I mean I know you've watched that but the costumes on it are really great yeah the costumes. yeah my costumes will be well, of course I liked the costumes when they were in France I know no you no I'm just about. saying in terms of like you not liking 
Dawn. Like there is other stuff that you could watch. Before. Right. There, there is other stuff to like, um, for sure. But anyway, so yeah, well, we hope all of you guys out there enjoyed this lovely little Valentine's Day episode. And we yes. also hope you enjoy your Valentine's days. Feel free to um, DM us and let us know what you're watching on this lovely Valentine's Day. And maybe we'll um, do some reposting of what people are watching. Um, And if we happen to miss a couple you love, feel free to share us a DM or tag us in your story of why mm -hmm, one of the couples mm -hmm. should be on the list because we love all of them. So we might've just forgotten them or we might not even know that they exist and need to dive into that. I mean, a week ago, I didn't know who Maven Otis were. And now I'm talking about them casually, just bringing them up so I can mention again (laughs) how much I love them. So we're always down to find new shows with Um, new couples to root for. And obviously we have no standards. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And last bit of news is Single Best Scene season two will kick off on March 2nd. Very fitting. So tune in for that. Mm -hmm. And our first episode of the season is going to cover Russian Doll. And so you have plenty of time. Maybe that will be your Valentine's Day watch. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and then tune in March 2nd for our episode covering it. Well, thank you all so much for, for tuning in. And we look forward to, to chatting with you about this episode and all of season two, make sure you're subscribed to get those, mm-hmm. to get those episodes in your, in your podcast app. All right. Thanks Bye, you guys. guys. Bye. Bye.